Sports Podcast. I said, Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast with Andy Ruther and Joe Prano. Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Ruther. Coming to you live from Cincinnati, Ohio, with my co-host from Southern California, Joey Nochel Prano. From Westchester, New York. That's right. I forgot. New York, Andy. I forgot. It's all right. And you know how the the listeners will know I'm in New York? I don't know if you can hear it in my voice, Andy. Can you hear my voice a little strained? Can you hear that I have a lot of voice? Yeah. That's from screaming through a extra innings Mets walk off win last night at City Field. What a what an environment! Me, Pete Sesdaro at at City Field watching a Mets walk off win, scoreboard watching a Braves walk off loss. Glorious, Andy. It's a great day. You were this close, Joe. You were this close to being in second place. You were this close. Yeah. And as I've said on this show before, I'm not really concerned. We are in the playoffs, Andy. If you told me before the year we're in the playoffs, congrats. No matter what, I would. They said, if you told me before the year you're in the playoffs, no matter what, you can take it or leave it. We won't tell you if you're the division winner or the wild card winner right now, but you can take it right now. I'd say, I'll take it. We've got Scherzer to Grom. Put me in the playoffs. I don't care. That being said, been a lot of talk. Braves fans. My favorite thing about Braves fans, every time they get close, it's the chirping. Chirping. You guys have led the division for one half of one day. You led for led the division for 30 minutes. The chirping never stops. Some guys, some dirtball sent me a picture last year of the world champions, Atlanta Braves. They go, the two biggest faces on this poster you sent me are Freddie Freeman and Albies. They're not even on your team. That's Jock Peterson. He's not even on your team. What the fuck are we talking about here? You guys live in second place. You're that close. Yeah. This ain't horseshoes and hand grenades. This is baseball. Well. And guess what, Andy? It'll all be settled. Once yeah, I was going to say. That's what I was going to say. That's what I was going to say. Three games set. The middle of a hurricane. The Mets tried to. The Mets made an offer to the Braves in Major League Baseball. We can start this series early, try to miss some hurricane thing. The Braves said, no, thank you. Braves are not about to participate in an adjustment of the schedule for the sake of their fans, for the sake of their players. They're, they're, they're shaking in fear of the Mets. They need another day to prepare. Bassett, DeGrom, Scherzer in Atlanta. Suck my dick. From the back? From the front, from the back, from the side. All the ways. While while Bassett's pitching, suck my dick from the front. While Scherzer's pitching, suck my dick from the side. And when Jacob DeGrom's pitching, suck my dick from the back. Coming out aggressive today, Dirtballs. Joey No Chill's coming out with the No Chill. I'm just glad you're one of the three people that's still watching baseball. Is baseball still on? Still on. What do you mean it's still on, Andy? Aaron Judge broke the or tied 
the all-time AL home run record last night. Yes. Glad you clarified. The all-time AL home run record has been tied. And a guy had an opportunity for a million dollars slip out of his glove. Cheddar Dick brought a glove to the game. Cheddar Dick dropped the ball. Well, you know, can I give a caveat for this one? Can I say, look, you you want to bring the glove for this one, I think. Sure, sure. This is this is no no doubt about it. The million dollar ball. No doubt about it. Gloves accepted. No doubt about it. Any normal game. You're a grown ass man. But if you're going to. Prepare to leave the house and you grab your glove. And then you go to your kitchen where your wife has had the fondue pot on in uh, on on low heat so you don't burn yourself. And then you dip your dick into the melted cheddar. And you cheddar dick your way to the game. And you have to sit through an entire Yankees Blue Jays game with cheddar cheese just sticking to your dick and balls. Yeah. You better catch that fucking ball, bro. Yeah. I mean, you can't drop it, bro. You you got literally a million dollars. That's a seven-figure drop right there. What are you doing? Like my high school football coach told me at Cleveland St. Ignatius, you had your chance and you blew it. Yeah. That's what happened, bro. You had your chance and you blew it. And uh, now your wife's going to leave you if you have one. The one who let yeah. you dip your your dick into the fondue. She's gone. She's she taking like, I know kid. we're in Canada, honey, but get in the car and drive to Wisconsin and get me some sharp cheddar. I'm cheddar dick in this game. I'm not, you know, look, here's the deal. I don't know why it's not a big a deal for me because he's, it's like, dude, you're 12 away from the real record. Well, Barry Bonds has the record. This is a lot. There's a lot of conversation around this. Oh yeah. A lot of conversation around this. Here's my, here's my take across the board. First of all, all the Bonds pitchers were on roids. Second of all, they walked Bonds 175 times or whatever the goddamn number is, 212 times, 166, whatever the number is. Well, you know, I have it right in front of me. So let's, let's. He would have hit 100 home runs. He would have. Yeah. No doubt about it. So Barry Bonds, the year that he hit 72 home runs, was walked 177 times. They, they were complaining that, that Judge got walked four times the other night. Barry Bonds got walked four times. I bet you got walked four times in a game six times that year. 177 times in one got, season. More walks than games. So there's that. There's also this. This is the main one. Which is no one was complaining about steroids except again, except for me. I should have been the commissioner at fucking 12. I should have been the commissioner at 22. I should have been the commissioner at 32. I should be the commissioner here at 43. I should be commissioner of baseball for the last 30 years. I'm not even fucking joking. 12-year-old me would have done a better I'm job. I'm picturing a 12-year-old deal. Yeah, yeah. This should be a fucking movie, Little Big League. But this time he's the commissioner. No one was talking about steroids when McGuire and Sosa and Bonds and all these people were doing it. Well, we were, but it was very hush-hush. Yeah, but no one was like, these records aren't real. These guys are on steroids. No one was saying that. Okay. 
And the reason is because none of this stuff was out there. None of this stuff was public. We didn't know about Balco yet. We didn't know about all these things, like the 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 details of all the things, all the guys we now know who were, who weren't. There was Congress, whatever. I like Aaron Judge, and I think I might do a TikTok. Maybe on Dirty Sports, we have a personal as we'll see which that way we decide to slide with this. I'm going to wear a Mets hat when I do it. I'm saying I don't want any confusion. I am a Mets fan. I root against the Yankees. I fucking hate the Yankees. I like Aaron Judge. I'm rooting for Aaron Judge. I hope Aaron Judge hits 12 more in the next week and is the all-time leader. I like Aaron Judge. I'm rooting for him. The idea that we know Aaron Judge isn't on something is stupid. Here's some Aaron Judge could certainly be on something now that is legal to be on now that won't be legal to be on later, such as HGH was when Barry Bonds was on it. Yeah. Barry Bonds did not take something illegal by Major League Baseball rules. Well, I was just going to say it's important to know that Barry Bonds never tested positive for a performance, a performance enhancing drug. Now, we all know he was on it. Of course, we, we saw his head size grow. But the idea that Aaron Judge isn't on any supplement, he's totally clean. He's not taking anything that now nor forever will be ban- a banned substance of baseball. We don't know that. So let's stop acting like we do know that. I That's my biggest issue with the thing. Let's stop pretending that, y- that each and every Yankees fan goes to the ballpark and Aaron Judge walks by 60,000 people and pisses in each one of their mouths a little bit and they swish it around like a sommelier at a fancy restaurant and go yep tastes like clean piss to me you don't fucking know well to me the situation we have here with Aaron Judge and bringing up Barry Bonds and all these guys it's history correction and we live in this stupid age where everybody wants to go back and correct things of the time. Like we see this all the time, right? With the culture where something that was acceptable to say in a movie or a TV show back then people want to go back and for lack of a better term, cancel. And you're like, well, dude, it was fine at the time. It doesn't mean it was right. And to me, that's the same instance with this situation with bonds. Like you said, Everybody was, dude, everybody was using it. And if they weren't, a lot of guys who weren't, for sure. But it was pretty much out there. Yeah. Like you said, I'm glad you brought up the pitchers. Okay. So Bonds was on roids. So was Roger Clemens. Yeah. So were a lot of guys. Yeah. So the playing field seemed pretty even. I just think this is a stupid thing to do for, like, baseball and baseball fans and ESPN and all things, you don't get to do it both ways. You don't get to have these huge stories Correct. of chasing of the record during the Bond thing, during the Sosa thing, during the McGuire thing, full on baseball chase things, and then do it again as if you didn't do it the last time. Sure. Correct. You, you can't. Now bo- he's chasing the real record. Well, yeah. why did you guys make a big deal out of the last record then? Yeah, you can't bone her out for Bonds and then bone her out for Judge. Yeah. There's only one boner, right? Who is boner numero uno? Bonds has got the biggest boner right now. Well, it's funny. I saw a great tweet, and let me um, let me see if I can pull it up because I know I liked it. Let's see if it's in my likes. Likes. 
course I didn't fucking like it. Well, can I say something while you're looking for that? Yeah, that's fine. I saw I saw a a headline this morning or just before the show. It's a Rolling Stone article and the title says Aaron Judge ties the real home run record. Yeah, this is this is the kind of shit. This is shit. I will put it in that term. This is the kind of smelly, disgusting dog shit that I'm talking about. And it doesn't take long to figure out who's writing this garbage. This is garbage. No, he doesn't. He doesn't tie the real record. I click on the author. His name is Tomas Meyer. And I hate to say it, but it doesn't surprise me. The guy who writes this article about Bonds tying the real record is a 24-year-old with his pronouns listed in his bio. I'm sorry, dude. What are you doing? You Like... Like you, by the way, you're like stereotyping everything I would assume who would write an article like this, a 24 year old with his pronouns in his bio. You think he's been to 10 baseball games in his whole life? That's what I'm saying, dude. You were, you were three. Not that you can't talk about things of the past because God knows you and I do, but that we didn't see. But, but my point, forget that. My point is you're a Rolling Stones writer. You're a Rolling Stone writer. You're 24. Do you think he's been to 10 baseball games in his whole life? No. Me either. I mean, it's unbelievable. It's 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 just like like this is the type of trash that's out there. I'm a Aaron Judge fan. Aaron Judge. Through the years, there's been very, I would say there's less than a dozen Yankees that I root for personally. You know, there's always the former Matt, loved the David Cones, loved Bernie Williams, uh, was a Joe Girardi fan, loved Mattingly. Um, there's, uh, there's been players. Judge is one of those guys. Judge crosses over my hatred of the Yankees. I like Aaron Judge. I'm rooting for him. I hope he breaks it and then we can talk about it. But until then, stop it. Yeah. It's only baseball. Again, again, this is this is like a baseball issue. Yeah. Why is it only baseball dorks doing this crap? Like when a football player in basketball or football breaks an old record, nobody's like, well, in the 1970s, well, it's, not every- re- it's not a real 2000 home run season. If you go on to murder your wife and then waiter, technically, this is only the fourth 2000 yard season because OJ murdered people. You're like, what the fuck does that have to do with anything? Yeah, it has nothing to do with it. Exactly. Like, w- like Will Chamberlain, even though he was the only black dude with four foot six white guys, he got 100 points. Like, he- regardless, he got 100 points. I know he was dunking on guys my size. Literally, his 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 junk was on the face of white guys my size as he yeah. was just dropping it in the hoop. He still got a hundred points. We're not taking that away from Wilt Chamberlain, right? So don't take it away from Barry Bonds, or don't take it away from Mark McGuire, or any of these guys. It was rampant in baseball. We all knew it. Baseball didn't do anything with it, so it's going to stay. I did see another interesting stat I wanted to bring up unrelated to Aaron judge, but also related in a wild 
Tony Gwynn way. I just think it's a cool stat. It's, it's low. It's just, this takes nothing away from Aaron Judge. This takes nothing away from his great season. It just shows where baseball is at now versus where it was and against arguably the greatest hitter of all time. Aaron Judge has struck out 100 and... Oh, he updated it. Sorry. So... Okay. Aaron Judge has struck out 167 times in the, in uh, so far... This was a few days ago for the record. Tony Gwynn struck out 188 times the entire 90s. Now, I know, I know we're comparing two random things. I just think it's a cool stat yeah. to show how great Tony Gwynn was. He yeah. struck out 100. So in one season of Aaron Judge's strikeouts, that's how he struck out in the entire decade. Yeah. And to me, it's also a, a sign of where baseball is at now, which whatever, it is what it is. It's a home run game, just like basketball is a three-point game. Yeah. So nothing takes away from Aaron Judge's great season, but don't diminish what Barry Bonds did. Just don't. Well, that was, that was the other thing too, is I was talking to Pete Sestaro at the uh, ball game last night. It's like people come for Bonds, all these things. Oh, like, oh, Bonds was so great, but Bonds never got it done in the playoffs. And I'm like, first of all, Bonds didn't have 20 playoff appearances. He didn't get to be Bernie Williams or Derek Jeter where he got to whatever. I was like, I think he his first two appearances or two of his first three appearances, I think um, were with the pirates against the Braves when it was, when the Braves were in the West and the pirates were in the East. And that was it. That was, you go right to the, you know, you go right to the NLCS. Right. Yeah. So, so he, um, had, so he had three, his, his first, his first was actually against the reds in uh, right. 90. So, so yeah, so it, it goes 90, Against the Reds, 91-92 against Atlanta. And he got he got a lot of shit throughout the course of his career for his performance in the two Atlanta series when he was with the Pirates. Oh, Barry Bonds isn't clutch, Barry Bonds isn't clutch, whatever. You know who else struggled against Maddox, Glavin, Smoltz, fucking Avery, like everybody, guys. Sure. But what the hell are we talking about? We're talking about two of the greatest pitchers of all time. There's some 24-year-old kid on the pi- who's like single-handedly dragging the Pirates to the playoffs, has a rough couple series, and we're acting like he's not clutch. He didn't just get to go up there and fucking fist off singles to right field and then be carried off on everybody's shoulders like fucking Derek Jeter. Well, and to be fair, in 2002, when they made the World Series, in the World Series, this is just the World Series, he batted 471 right. with six RBIs, four bombs, a 700 on base percentage. Come on. What are we talking about here? Barry Bonds is the greatest hitter I've ever seen. It's, it's not. And then we can, and we can talk about after that. You want to talk about what makes great after that? The guy's the best hitter I've ever seen. And if he didn't walk 176 times or whatever the fuck the number was, he did 100 home runs and everybody was on steroids. And we don't know what Aaron Judge is on. Stop it. Let's move on. Let's move on to the next topic. <laughs> we've said our piece. I'm we sure do this all the time. I'm sure we've it, triggered some Yankees fans. Well, the last thing I'll say about it is you can't have it both ways. If you're a Yankees fan. If you're a Yankees fan saying this is the new record. If that's the case, then let's eliminate all those World Series you had in the 90s and 2000s because of guys who were on PEDs who played for your team. Right. So, but everybody was on. Yeah, that's what we're saying. That's literally what we're saying. Everybody was on PEDs. So, 
let's let let's not do that. Let's just embrace a record that's been now tied and will be beaten. And that's what it is. Yeah. He'll be the all time AL home run champ. Yeah. And, and, and there's, there's and, no problem and, with that. And I'm rooting for it. Yeah. I don't know if I'm rooting for it. I kind of like it. I'll be honest. I like the. Well, baby, was on PDs, and I, like, I kind of like seeing that. Cause it makes me. It, it shines a light on. Well, the, but I'm just dorks. saying, I'm, I'm rooting for Judge to hit 62. Who's gonna say he's gonna hit 62? Great, I'm rooting for it. Go, Aaron Judge. Yeah, seems like a good guy. Hope he hits 67. Hope he passes fucking Sosa. He won't, but you know, hope it, rooting for you, buddy. If what color will Sammy Sosa's skin be by the time he passes him? Do we have any Sammy Sosa skin updates? He's like a chameleon. He was, he was uh, like a Pepto-Bismol pink. Then he was turning white. Then he was basically Dave Chappelle. Then he was blending in with a tree that he was standing next to. Yeah. Remember he was He's like the Dave, same color as a leaf. He was like Dave Chappelle as like a white guy in the yeah. middle Chappelle show. Do we have any Sammy Sosa updates? I, I'm going to put him into Twitter or put him into the news and see if uh is he on social i have no idea that was a whole thing for a while right yeah come on so so you got to be on something right is he not on anything sammy sosa doesn't have social media probably because he was sick of people making fun of his skin color like you're trying to do. I mean, the last story. <laughs> I mean, I laugh every time I see it. This is an image from 2017. This is an article from distractify.com. Sounds like a legit site. Titled, Why Did Sammy Sosa Bleach His Skin? Oh, yeah, I think you're right. This is from... About a month ago, Sammy Sosa, in quotes, doesn't have time for the online ridicule about his appearance. See? That's why he left. Because assholes like me. Yeah. Making fun of his skin. Good job, Andy. How does that work? Can somebody break? Like, how do you bleach your skin? Like. Do you take a pill? Is it an injection? That would have been great if Sosa also throughout his home run season was turning white. And people were like, yo, dude, is every home run related to making you whiter? Like if there was a wild effect that happened. Um, I'm sorry. I have to put my phone on silent. It was actually Sammy Sosa calling me. Stop talking about me. Yeah, what are you doing, Sammy Sosa? You know, you know what I loved about Sosa? Uh, he's one of those guys that played baseball for like 20 years and never learned any English. That always made me laugh. Yeah. Right? Because I always say, like, if I lived in a country, I lived in Spain. Baseball, he's been very, very, very good to me. Like, I lived in Spain for four months. The Like, how much more fluent I was before or after being immersed in Spanish for four months Dude, if I lived there for a year, I'd be damn near fluent. Two years fluent for sure. 
20 years. I'd be speaking, a, I'd be teaching a linguistics class in Spanish. Yeah. Okay. Let's move on from all this Sammy Sosa discussion. Barry Bonds. Because apparently, your boy, Jameis one on one is back on Twitter. Wow. He's tweeting. He's not responding to us, though. Well, I just re-liked the tweet, and uh, I also just retweeted it. So, Dirtballs, if you're out there, my top tweet right now is my retweet of, hey, Jameis101, we're still waiting to hear back. What's up with the psychotic DMs to fix your life? Uh, you guys should all reply to that and uh, see if we can't stir the pot up. I can't, I, you know, this, this story has come back, right? This is like three years old. It's come back. And I, I'm just as fascinated now as I was three years ago, that energy and fascination waned, but now it's to the point looking at his tweets, the level of psychoticness is ramped up because everyone is calling for him to be benched. Well, I mean, at this point, it sounds like he may not start in London. Really? Yeah, there's reports that Jameis Winston was not on the practice field today. Uh, Andy Dalton took first team reps. Taysom Hill took second team reps. Did not see that. Yes. And that was the report as of yesterday, I believe. Interesting. Yeah. Jameis Winston. Now, we all know the, psych the, the psychosis around numerous people involved in our show. I'm sure just like he who shall not be named will get something about how Jameis is from from Jameis one of one, how he's hurt and he shouldn't have played the last few weeks. He's actually dead. He had to be revived. He was he was buried and rose from the ground, just like Jesus Christ himself, because we know mm -hmm. Jameis one of one is a psychotic. Jesus freak. Yes, um, but. I think it's safe to say at this point, any sort of uh, injury excuse that you use for benching Jameis Winston is just that, an excuse, because he bad, bad. Well, again, if you go to his Twitter, it's, it's now he had taken the week off. He said he wouldn't be back till Monday, but he's back now. And I looked just before the show. He's tweeting pure insanity. Just he's spinning a bad Jameis Winston game, a loss, a two interception loss to a not very good Carolina Panthers team or a team that has definitely struggled. AKA Joey No Chills money line pick of last week. Yes. Enjoy he, your monies. He spinned that into spun it. spun it. Thank you. Former English teacher right he here. Spinning it. He be I'm spinning start, it, it. I'm starting to talk like Jameis Winston. Into positivity, which is I'm looking right now, like he's going back and forth with people, dude. He he brings up these stats, which he's listing something called CPOE. I dude, I that sounds like some sort of device that they use in a medical office. What are it you? Sounds like, it sounds like about? the thing you put on your face to sleep because you can't breathe. Yeah. This is what he tweeted to start it off. My thoughts on Saints versus Panthers. Jameis Winston balled. He said he balled with a broken back. 358 of teams, 437 total yards. A 
TQBR, and neither INT was a bad decision or throw whatsoever. So neither were his decision or what was about it. Nola likely wins without Camara's fumble and the two missed field goals, but blame Jameis. This is insanity. Insanity. Yeah. We want to, we got to hear from a Nolan's fan. Let's hear from somebody down in the bayou, what they have to think of the Jameis Winston situation. Hey boys, Ron from Louisiana here, original coach Joe caller. Just listening to the dumb shit that gets brought up with the Jameis one-on-one thing. I'm actually here with Saints fans. We're not happy with Jameis. The week-to-week conversation is, do we actually start Andy Dalton? Yes. Andy fucking Dalton, the red rifle. That is the conversation we're having here because we know Jameis is not good enough. We are honestly making up excuses about his back being hurt. That man is not launching the ball 60 yards with a hurt back. That man is not making plays in a pocket and twisting with four broken vertebrae. It's a bullshit excuse the team is putting out to make excuses because we have no fucking backup plan. Stay dirty, go Tigers. Stay dirty, go Tigers. I like it. Yeah, I think your backup plan is your backup plan. You have, you have two backup plans. You have, you have uh, Andy Dalton, the Red Rifle, and Taysom Hill, who you've used before. Both options, in my opinion, better than James Winston. Sean Payton and all his genius and all his whatever, like, he gone, man. Stop. Stop. Just stop. Stop with, like, we're going to save Jameis. We're going to fix Jameis. Jameis, is in. Jameis ain't good, man. Yeah, that's your that should be your plan. Get Andy Dalton in there immediately. Im- Im- immediately. Yeah, I agree. It's it's just wild. The spins. My thoughts on the Saints one and two start. The good, likely three and zero oh, if not for running back fumbles and missed field goals. Dude, what are you talking about? He threw three picks on three straight drives against the Bucks, including a pick six. Including a pick six. But sure, blame blame a fumble and some missed field goals. Yeah. Would be 0-3 if not for Jameis Winston's week one heroics. Dude, I saw one. I have to read the one. Where is it? I saw the one, which was my favorite one. He called it... Uh, he called his... Um, where was it? He called his week one comeback one of the greatest comebacks... And dude, I'm not lying. This is where I'm like, you're delusional in New Orleans Saints history. History. A week one comeback against the team that they were favored against. He called it one of the greatest comebacks in team history. He's an insane person. We have another call about him. Somebody wants to, we got another diagnosis call. Dude, people love this. I love it too. Like we get, can we bring in a professional? We have an offer to bring in. We have an offer to maybe get a full psychological evaluation i love it what's up joe and andy andrew kansas dirtball here calling about Jameis one of one 
you know, I'm nearing the end of my PhD in cardiovascular physiology. And I like to think that I possess fairly high IQ. So just a few things. There's no way Jameis 101 has six legit advanced degrees. There's no way his IQ is that high. And he still believes in God and Jameis Winston. <laughs> I work with many professors who are brilliant, none of which believe in God. It'd be really fun to debate James 101 about the existence of God because, you know, what omnipotent and omnibenevolent being allows children to get cancer? Nonetheless, James Winston be a starting NFL quarterback. And lastly, my mom is a behavioral psychologist and a clinical psychotherapist. So if you guys are interested, I could give her the rundown and try to get a diagnosis from her. Just let me know. All right, boys, stay dirty. Okay, so I like this. You know, I'm not here. Like, I, I don't want to, to me, the God discussion, that's he, he, neither here nor there. Uh, I think there's plenty of people who believe in God, plenty of people who don't, right? Like, that's right. just not, uh, just plenty isn't usually reserved people with high IQs. But I, but I don't know if that's true. I, I, I would have right. to see a stat. I, I don't really care, like, to be honest. Like, I'm one of those, hey, there could be a God. Hey, man, there's not a God. Whatever. I don't really care. What I care about is what he's saying about his mother and her, psycholo- and her psychology background. This is fascinating. If, if your mom can give an evaluation of, I don't know if you can explain it to her, if you need to provide examples, I'm here to help you. I mean, and we have the original video that explains everything. Yeah. We have the new video of his just absolutely insane tweets. We have his whole online history. And then we also have his 400 page book on James Winston, which has a caricature on the front as his face of the author. Which I saw the other day as I was unpacking some things. Yeah. I laughed. I forgot that I bought a copy. I think you bought multiple copies. I did buy multiple. I gave my brother one as a joke for Christmas. I bought multiple copies. So I would love to know, again, from a certified psychologist, a clinical psychologist, whatever it is, I would like to know the medical diagnosis of somebody like this who's going on Twitter and saying that his week one comeback is one of the greatest comebacks in New Orleans Saints history. A history that just saw one of the top 10 quarterbacks of all time play on their team. I would just, I just can't wait until he gets benched for Andy Dalton. The spin, the spin is going to, I like, I'm this, that's the stuff I'm always sure. That's how we got restarted in the first place. He threw three picks on three consecutive drives and a pick six and lost them the game single-handedly, and we went, and there was spin. When he gets benched for Andy Dalton, the spin is going to be unbelievable. It's going to be like watching Jameis one-of-one living inside of a dryer, just like full spin cycle. Okay, I'm hopping on YouTube comments. We see it looks like he's still going to start. We got Saints fans. I think that might have been our caller, Ronnie. He said he's still starting. I don't know if that's sort of the caller, but well, congrats. Congrats, England. You get Jameis and Kirk Cousins. We all know the Jameis Winston. This is two hours ago. Jameis Winston misses second straight practice. Saints QB, Jameis Winston, and wide receiver Michael Thomas not present for early portion of Thursday practice. Open to media. They didn't do a big question mark of who will play QB Sunday. But see, you know what's going to happen here, Joe? This is going to. Four hours ago, Jameis Winston, Michael Thomas out of practice for second straight day. What's going to happen is they're going to say he didn't play because he was injured. Great. And then when he never goes back in because Andy Dalton's better and he gets sent to another team and he's the backup, then what? We'll find out. There'll be a spin. 
He's gonna write, he's gonna write a second book, the the greatest court, the greatest backup quarterback in NFL history. Yeah. But you and I are working on some things behind the scene. Yeah, let's not even tease that. Oh, I'm not. I'm not too much. I'm just saying we're. I am a little actually. I am, but we're working on some things. We're just working on some things. We get to the uh, dun, 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 dun. get to the bottom of this. Well, for my fans across the pond, what do we call those dirt balls? We had a term for them. Uh, yeah, we did. British dirt balls were. I forget. Hooligan balls. Hooligan balls. Here's my suggestion for hooligan balls. Strap yourself in. You got a Kirk Cousins versus Jameis or Kirk Cousins versus Andy Dalton. Strap yourself in for some nice American football with a nice American beer. That's right. Andy. Yeah. Is there any better way to watch American football than with the original light American beer, Miller Lite? Last night, 24 ounce Miller Lite cans at the ballpark city field you walk in 24 ounce so glorious so glorious i had one two three lights you're out at the old ball game enjoyed myself thoroughly enjoyed honestly mets four run comeback walk off win with 24 ounce miller lights it was the greatest night of my life. The greatest night of your life. It's right up there. Wow. It's right up there. Well, like we always say, Miller Lite means good friends, great beer, and football all Sunday long. Right? And that's what you're going to get this Sunday. Games are going to start early. They start 9.30 Eastern time here in the States. 6.30 Pacific Standard Time. You want to have a nice little Miller Lite with your breakfast with only 96 calories and 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. Your only concern is the next third down conversion. That is true. That is definitely true. So football season brings back the big hits. So reach for the biggest hit of them all. Miller Lite. You can find Miller Lite pretty much everywhere beer is sold or go to MillerLite.com forward slash dirty sports for delivery options near you. It's Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories and 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. Joe, I can't get enough of the Russell Wilson videos. I know. I can't. I can't get enough. I know. I want to give some love to the Russell Wilson Subway TikTok mashup with the dark night. Here's the thing about this. So like now Russell's leaning into it, right? That's not that like, no, well, no, here's the thing. I I, want to explain this because people probably aren't familiar with this. The subway thing was, that's been up since May. Really? So so he's not leaning into it. And and I don't think most people realize that I went down. Look at me now going down TikTok rabbit holes. I was on Russell Wilson. Yeah. Look at you. All happy about that. I was on Russell Wilson's TikTok. Haven't downloaded the app yet. I was just on my on my MacBook Air checking it out. Guys, he posted that in, in, in May. So now people are doing what I'm doing. I'm like, okay, he's got some cringe videos. Why what is he else throwing is out a there? full sandwich at him? I mean, I know it's Subway, but like we're just th- we just throw full sandwiches over our shoulder now. 
fuck weird shit is this guy? But the mashups people are doing. Yeah. This one, this one, the Dark Knight one of the Joker entering the ballroom. I've watched No Lie 30 times. I posted it on our Twitter. It's everywhere. It's on all the major Twitter and sports media. It's so funny. It's so clever. It's well done. It was done by uh, who, who did it? It was one of the guys on uh, what's that podcast? A popular podcast. One of the guys from uh, Lights Camera Pod. Right. So funny. So funny. So funny. Joe, I have to admit, these are the kind of things. I don't know if this was done. I don't think this was done. This was done very well. I don't think this was done on TikTok. But these are the things where I'm like, hmm, TikTok. I see. I see the benefits of TikTok. Yeah. Download the app, bro. You can just use it for Dirty Sports. We have a Dirty Sports account. I might. Is that cool if I just maybe just do it for Dirty Sports? Yeah. Is it easy to learn? Look at me. I'm yeah. sound like a, such an old boomer. Yeah. There's a lot of content I'd like to do with sports, like with that. Yeah. But you're right. He's going to lean into it now. And I don't like that. Yeah. He's going to. It's just, it's just going to be that much more cringy. It's a thing with Russ, right? We have to go deeper. He's just like king of cringe. Yeah. He is king of cringe. This is why his teammates don't like him. I did have a nice text exchange with uh, CT. Hall of Fame dirtball. Yeah. I'm going to play his call. It was, it was spurned by his call. Great. I, like, I, I got to reach out because, you know, I, I think people are like, oh, we're sick of this discussion. But I, I, I want look, no one's called in who's a Seattle fan. CT is a Seahawks fan. He had him on his side. I, it's only fair that they should have their say on what's going on. It looked like he struggled. It looked like he went full rust. There's three calls that it took. So it's like it's like Russ last week. He's finally going to get it down the final drive. Like the final drive, we're going to win. It's going to be ugly, but I'm going to win. That's happened with CT and his calls. Gentlemen, CT Foreman from Seattle, like on Seattle, cracking man, calling in to say, I have another option for uh, the football picks loser the loser needs to recreate all the russell wilson tiktoks word for word gesture for gesture uh put it on the dirty sports tiktok i think that'd be pretty funny and you know not too bad for the loser to do don't want it to go full immunity on it uh and joe you know what i loved russell as a seahawk he brought us the super bowl he pulled wow, amazing wins out of his ass he was the fastest i think to like 100 wins as a starting quarterback Granted, yeah. our defense was good. We had a yep. great running game. Solid coach. And good coach. But he Hold put on. the quarterback in place to, you know, execute the game plan. That's the quarterback's job. I'm not going to apologize for you thinking he's always been bad or mediocre. He wasn't. He was a top-tier quarterback in the league for the first seven, eight years of his career. Granted, he had his struggles, but, you know, quarterbacks do. Aaron Rodgers only has one Super Bowl. You got to put that a little bit on our shoulders, too. And, you know, anytime you talk up Matt Stafford, like he went to the Rams and won a Super Bowl, great. The Rams were stacked, dude. Great defense. Cooper Cup, excellent coach. He replaced Jared Goff. But you know what? It is kind of funny to see Russell struggle now. 
I always have a warm place in my heart for him, and I won't apologize for loving Russell Wilson as a Seahawk. CT out. Stay dirty. So I'll kind of just piggyback as a Russell Wilson stand. I, I probably find myself agreeing with most everything he's saying as far as like, that's why I liked Russell Wilson. It wasn't, it wasn't like, guys, he was never Aaron Rodgers. He was never Tom Brady. He was never these Patrick Mahomes, you name it. But as long as you name five of those people, you realize exactly what we were saying the whole time. But, but, but my point is this. You can't take away. No one's denying they win that Super Bowl because of their defense. No right. sane fan is, the, is, is denying that. But there, there's truth to this. And this is what I'll say. And this is what I said before. Obviously, I'm mocking Russell now. He's ridiculous. He's playing like crap this year. He's cringe. He's all those things, which I've always said about him. I can differentiate his personality from the player. There's something to be said when in your first 10 years in the league, you have the second most wins all time. That's a decade worth. There's let, something to be there's let, something let real me, quick. Let me let me let me give you one quick counterpoint. Because we're sitting here week in and week out. You and I are on the same page. We wouldn't give we wouldn't give Lamar Jackson the money. Right? Correct. Can you retroactively agree with my point? That paying Russell Wilson all that money was a bad idea. Yeah, I, I, we can agree there. We can definitely agree there. Now, can we also agree that if you have a top five quarterback in the NFL, it's not a bad idea to pay him that money? I am now so far. Here's the thing about the paying the guys. I, I'm so, dude, I know what it does because we've seen the history about guys getting paid, even Patrick Mahomes. I mean, it's only what two years, but he hasn't won a Super Bowl since. Like now, to the point of like, you, I don't know how you do it. You can't throw the bank at him. So, I look, I agree, but all I'm saying is, you can't take away ten years. Of- I'm not taking away anything. All my my whole my whole point has been and always will be, Russell Wilson is overrated. You CT proved my point. Well, I came come to get Matthew Stafford. He replaces Jared Goff. They win the Super Bowl. They're stacked. Oh, so we're not just going to deem Matthew Stafford an elite quarterback in the NFL because he joined a stacked team and immediately won a Super Bowl. Great. We're on the same fucking page. I said Matthew Stafford was better than Russell Wilson, but because Russell Wilson had a Super Bowl on a stacked team and Matthew Stafford was on the Detroit Lions, we have 5,000 YouTube comments calling me an idiot. The point is, you do not judge people by the team they're on and the wins that they're able to stockpile on stacked teams. You judge them on how good they are. The idea, Aaron Rodgers has won Super Bowl. Yeah, but Aaron Rodgers has been, has been playing at an elite level in the NFL the whole fucking time and has multiple MVPs. Sure. And, and, and look, and obviously it's not fair to compare those two. I, I just think, again, he's played. This was my, this is what I said to CT over text. I said, Russell Wilson's played with the Legion and boom and without. And when it comes to regular season, he's still getting 10 wins every year with and without a great defense. Now the playoffs is definitely not good for him recently. Now it's not easy to win playoff games also. 
and, and, and we'll get to some calls about that with, with the Bears fan. It's, it's like, I, I'm not making excuses because I think I know where I stand right now with him. Like I said, even last week, even last week when he plays terrible, he finds a way to win at the end. Like, like, like my point was the drive came down to him. It did. And that's why, like, if you look at all-time fourth-quarter comebacks, I, I mean, my point is, Joe, like, all-time fourth-quarter comebacks, which is on the quarterback, he has 26 all-time, tied with Joe Montana, tied with Warren Moon. 27 is Eli Manning. All I'm saying is let's take it in a vacuum. We Lamar Jackson's career started off significantly better than Russell Wilson. 100%. Statistically. But we're just saying let's look beyond the numbers and look at what, how he's doing it, what he's doing it, and we're sitting here going, don't mortgage your franchise giving Lamar Jackson $450 million. We're sitting here doing that. And we and you and I agree, and, and I'm retroactively agreeing about right. Russell Wilson. But right. you know, at the same token, I think we both and agree. And all I've said the whole time is, if he was an elite quarterback, it wouldn't even be a question. He's not an elite quarterback. That was a dumb deal. He'll be gone from the... Seattle Seahawks in this year. He wasn't. Turns out they were trying to trade him before that year. He was gone two years later. They realized their mistakes. He's not a league quarterback. You can't win a Super Bowl unless your quarterback is elite and therefore can carry your team. Otherwise, you better have an elite team that your guy can game manage to a Super Bowl. Well, I'll get, look, I'll give you credit. And I know Tug was on that board too. I think you guys were ahead of the curve on throwing all this money at guys. And yet, like, and yet, at the same time, throw the money at, at all the guys who are just undoubtedly your franchise quarterback. I, but I would argue that's a short list. Absolutely, probably five. Which is why, saying, which is why we get into fucking death battle arguments about whether Russell Wilson's top five quarterback in the NFL or not. You know, let's look right now. Let's just look right now. Who am I paying that money? It's Patrick Mahomes who got it. Which again, we'll see how they how it plays out. It's Justin Herbert. It's Joe Burrow. Jo- Josh Allen for sure. Yep. I, I mean, I mean, now Aaron Rodgers a little like I'm not lumping Rodgers and Brady because they're older. So like I like I, I don't right. want to like throw them in. So it's like those four guys right now. Andy, the essentially what boil, what it boils down to, and this is why it's gotten fiery over the years on this show with me and you, with me and fans, with me and stands. The, those people are obvious. And to me, all you had to do is step back and look at what's truly happening to see Russell Wilson was never obvious, was never one of those guys. And yet here I was with Seattle Seahawks fans and the guys who fucking root for Wisconsin and Jesus freaks and whoever else being like, no, he is. Look at what he did. But, but, but don't you think it's a, it's a fluid. Here's my thing on quarterbacks. It's a fluid situation. Like it's year to year. There's, yeah. there's years. I still think he was a top five. Like, like it's a fluid situation. And, and from year in and year out, what the other guys that are in that top five or not in that top five or one thing, But the bottom line is, in my opinion, not for one second, was he ever a guy that you said, he's the man, give him all the money, we'll figure out the rest later. But Joe, I I still to this day, I would not put him above, I would not put Matthew Stafford above him. I would say if they're, if they're on the same level, that's like, to me, they're more on the same level at this point. Like they're more on the same level. but, But my point about that the whole time was 
first of all, I would take him like straight up. I would take, I was Matthew Stafford over Russell Wilson. But again, the only part of that argument that would infuriate me is I would say, Hey, to me, I'll take this guy. You'll take this guy. They're pretty darn close. And then the whole internet says Russell Wilson is the fucking man. And what has Matthew Stafford ever done in Detroit? And that's where I say, well, you people are stupid and you're judging franchises. You're not judging quarterbacks. And I have eyes and you don't, you don't know how to watch football. And I fucking do. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I prefer Russell Wilson to Matthew Stafford is, and I, or I prefer Matthew Stafford to Russell Wilson. Fine. Sure. Fine. But go to that YouTube. Is this what you do at night? I'm curious. Are, yes. are you like, are you it looking is what at I YouTube do at comments? Night. Yeah. Yeah. No, 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 no. I'm not looking at YouTube comments, but what I'm doing at night is thinking, cause I have a photographic memory for bad takes about the things people have written to me. The you, guy you, with the beard is a sociopath <laughs> for thinking Matthew Stafford is better than Russell Wilson. And then, when I, and then I wake up in the middle of the night like The Undertaker, and I was like, oh, Matthew Stafford just won the Super Bowl. I have to reply to that guy. Like, my photographic memory, like, I have a really good memory with dates. Like, you, like, like I can tell you, it's wild. I can tell you, I flew to Spain August 28, 2002 to, to mean, live abroad. I, I don't even know the current date. That's, That's what I'm saying. Like, my are. memory, I can just spin off dates to people. It's just, it's just how my mind works, especially something that was meaningful. Your mind does that with trolls. Yeah. Does that with haters. Yep. I'm, I'm almost sensing like a Rocky montage video of you, but instead of training, it's just like a bubble goes out from your head and you remember that. Hence the Jameis one of one drama. You're right. Cause I, I forgot about it. That's the truth. Like I didn't forget about it. I, I'm saying I forgot most of like, I didn't care. And then he stunk up the field and you're like, Oh boy, we're bringing this back. You want to hop into tonight's games? Yes. Was there multiple games tonight or this week's games? I meant this week's games. Yeah, let's do it. Guys, as usual, this NFL season, all our talk, <laughs> games, and our plays is brought to you by Prize Picks, right? That's our daily fantasy sponsor. I'm rocking the hat. We're going to be riding with them all season. Prize Picks, let's play. So go on, download the app. Because all first-time users that deposit and use promo code DIRTY will receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. So play fantasy, play daily fantasy with us and make sure to use promo code DIRTY when you sign up. I love how it's projections and that's all you're playing against is the projections. And we got some fun ones tonight. I'll pull up prize picks right now. Tua, weekend at Bernie's, I'm calling him. <laughs> I love it. His his play right now on prize picks for yards is 256 and a half passing yards. Does he have more or less tonight? This is a tough one. I'm going more. Joey B. 
Joe Burrow, 274 and a half. Does he go more or less? I think he goes less. I think going he does two too. over Burrow under. Ooh. Randy's freaking out right now. Yeah. Or he's excited that it went against him. You know who's really struggled this year is Joe Mixon. Here's a fun one. 64 and a half more or less rushing yards. I'm going less, man. I just think he's struggling. I don't know what's going on. I want to let I want to Randy. What I don't know what our our uh Saquon oh, Joe dude. Mixon bet was. It's it's not looking good for him. Randy. I think our bet was twenty dollars. I'll let you out today for nineteen. Save yourself a dollar. Pay pay him his money. Yeah, that bet's over. <laughs> this is gonna be a fun game. I'm excited. There's a lot of drama. I don't know if you saw the Miami Dolphins were practicing at University of Cincinnati, and somebody kept filming their practice and posting it. It's wild. They came up because of the hurricane. They came up early. So this was yesterday. When do they play the Patriots? Who's that? The Bengals? Yeah. They play them later this year. Or no, right? I, I think they do. Oh, yeah. Don't they? Yeah, I think the Bengals play the Patriots. Must be a coincidence. Do they not have the Patriots on schedule? No, they don't. They don't. I'm incorrect. Maybe the Patriots were filming the the Dolphins, you know, filming for for Dolphins purposes. Dressed in Bengals gear. I can see the Patriots doing that. Yeah. Right? Going all in. Well, they did it. They did it to the Bengals. They did it two years ago, the Bengals or whatever. And, And now they're getting the Bengals again as the Bengals. Yeah. This should be an interesting game. Why you got to make fun of the bet? What does this have to do with Bill Belichick? Cincinnati is turnt because the Bengals, it's it's the all-white game, right? So the field is white. They are debuting the white helmets with the white uniforms. The field is white? They're making the logos white. Like everything's white. Got it. Everything's white. I thought they were doing some Boise State. I was like, you painting the field, the whole field white? They can't no, do no. That. They're doing everything white. My friends at Gold Star are doing white cheddar cheese tonight. Wow. White cheddar. White cheddar for the white helmets. They're all in, man. Every, dude, this city is. What's, what's the Gold Star promo with the white cheddar? Funny you asked that. Wait, there's a few. Are you asking the one that that I was that I created? Well, sure, I guess. So, as you know, I'm a big Game of Thrones guy, even though I've not watched the new show yet. So, as I know, yeah, we made you all. We made you watch it in three days. I reached out to my boy Jay Lloyd. He created. I had the idea. He created it. We're, we're a great little combo. It says white cheddar is coming in Game of Thrones. <laughs> in Game of Thrones uh, font. And it's a picture of Coney's, a three-way, and a Bengals white helmet. Love it. 
the white cheddar is coming. And it's coming. It's going to be all over. Again, everybody's going to be in white. So, so here's the thing, Joe. Like people are like, I didn't realize, did, did you realize this? I didn't realize how much people lose their mind over like a new helmet. Yeah. People are like going nuts. So there's going to be so much energy in that stadium. And sometimes I think it either helps or it hurts. I feel like there's not really much in between. The line opened at one and a half. It's now up to three and a half. Bengals favorites. Dolphins are three. No, Dolphins have had just tough game after tough game that they've won. They've played their ass. The line opened at one and a half Bengals favorites. Correct. And now it's three and a half. Yes. Because there was a question mark about Tua. I assume, or even if he's, you know, him even playing is like, by the way, they're sticking. I love this. God bless them. Miami is sticking. Back injury. Back and ankle injury. They're sticking to it. Am I going first? Here's what I think. I'll go first. It's my city. My city, like he's fucking Joe Morgan suddenly, <laughs> fucking Johnny Bench. Haven't lived here for, didn't live here for like twenty R- years. Ruth or Town, USA. <laughs> that half point is killer, but, but, yes. Here's the thing. Yes. Here's the thing. That half point is killer. Who's the Dolphins' backup quarterback? Randy. Randy is about to cannonball into his pool in a white Randy Ruther jersey right now. No, he's going to be angry because the Ruther curse. Here's the thing. That half point is killer. I just think the city is turned. White uniforms, white helmets, white tiger, white cheddar cheese. And also, like I said, more importantly, white cheddar cheese. Throw all that aside. All the white people that live there. All the white people that live here, throw all that aside. The Dolphins have looked great. They've been showing just grit. The irony is they've been showing grit. Down games, big, coming back on the road in Baltimore, down at home against the Bills. They come back. They have grit. They have what Dan Campbell wishes his team had. It's tough to do that four weeks in a row. And I think the Bengals win and they cover. Whoa, I'm going to take the Dolphins (laughs) to win or just cover, just cover. I think it's going to be a good game. Yeah, it's at half point. I think it's going to be a good game. And I think uh, I'm going to take the Dolphins. I think I think Thursday night. Easy, easy could come down to just a kick. Yeah, I think you're right. We'll see. It's going to be fun. And we are even every week except for week one. You beat me 10-9. I'm consistent. 9-9-9. You went 10-9-9. Yeah, we're close, man. Three weeks in. Also, we're we're picking, you know, 9 to 16 games each week, making that money. Yeah. Yeah, if if you're following either of us, you're making money. So follow and, and you're and you're definitely making money on me if you just follow the games. I guarantee. Yeah. You're swimming in Panthers money like I am. We do have a call on Tua's injury. Let me play this. Hey, 
Hey, Joe and Andy. It's number one dirt baller from South Bend, Indiana, Stephen Dermer calling. So you guys are talking about the whole Tua thing and him getting injured on the field and them looking into it. And the way I look at it, even if they do look into it and do something about it, what are they going to do? Suspend him? So now he could come in and play when he wasn't healthy, but now he can't play when he is healthy. That's going to cause a lot of people to be mad and upset and say it wasn't his fault. But then what else are you going to do? Find the Dolphins, take draft picks away, tell them they can't do this. Who gives a fuck? I mean, they just did the exact same thing to, for them tanking and all that shit that they just got in trouble for. And I mean, everybody talked about it for one, two days, and now nobody remembers. Nobody cares. I just don't think it's even worth them looking into it. And even if they do look into it, they won't do anything about it. But thanks, guys. Stay dirty. Well, let me just clarify. So the NFLPA is looking into it. Tua would never be suspended. Right. It'd be, on, it'd be held against his team. Right. And, and, and you are right. You're right in the regard that like people just don't care. Well, I mean, I mean that's I mean, the joke if, if, Joe if, if and I make. If there's any proof of anything, also, and forget the people not forget the fans not caring. But if there's any proof of anything, Bill Belichick was punished with fines and draft picks. Kept doing it was punished with fines and draft picks kept doing it was like but you know you still got to do it fine yeah find the team yeah who's their backup do you know no this is dolphin's backup quarterback i don't know but i think he came in for a play didn't he Who's their backup? Come on. Let's see. Why is this? Why is this? Come on, guys. We, why do we make this so hard? I don't got time for this shit. I mean, come on. I mean, I don't even know why this is so hard. Well, I put in the wrong thing. It's Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah. Yeah. Who also gets injured all the time. So, uh, you might be on plan number three. All right. You take the Dolphins. Yeah. And I'll take the uh, the Bengals moving right. right along. Our early game Sunday. Cheerio. The Viking Saints, as we discussed earlier, from London, I believe. I don't know which stadium. Sure. The Vikings are two and a half point favorites. These are always tough games to pick, Joe. I mean, it's like I saw so not for me. Not for me. Yeah, you go first. Kirk Cousins is a mediocre quarterback who doesn't play well under pressure. Nothing's less pressure than playing at six in the morning, fucking West Coast time in front of fans that don't know a fucking thing about you. I don't know what what Kirk Cousins. I know we always talk about Kirk Cousins 1 p.m. How about Kirk Cousins 9 a.m. fucking record? I'm going Kirk Cousins, who is mediocre, over the disastrous train wreck con artist conspiracy theorist that is Jameis Winston. Bad. I'm going with the Vikings win and cover. I would like to leave room to have the have an emergency change of this pick should Andy Dalton be announced as a starter. No, 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 no. 
So, so hold on. Well, we can we can say if if Andy Dalton's the starter, yeah, you're gonna you're gonna change the pick. Yeah. So I'll just put it right now. I have the Vikings to win and cover, unless Andy Dalton starts, and then I have the Saints to win and cover. Hmm. Put me in a bad spot because part of me wants to do the exact same, but I don't know if it really matters. Although I do love that storyline of Andy Dalton comes in and wins. Yeah, because then he's, it put- not, he's not horrific. All right, I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say Vikings win and cover. I mean, it's not really that hard. Yeah. Can I can I follow the same suit? I kind of like the Andy Dalton sure. too. Let's go. So we'll both do the same thing. Yeah. So pick, no one, no one's picking up a point either way here. Yeah. Our pick changes if if Andy Dalton plays. All right. Moving right along. Browns at Falcons. The Browns are a one point favorite. I don't love it, but I'm going to take the Browns to win and cover. I don't Falcons love it either. Been, Falcons have been hanging around all these games, man. They hang around all the games. Now, Miles Garrett got in that very serious single car accident. Very lucky to be alive, I would say. Yeah. Um, supposedly, the other car called him an N-word. That's why this happened. Okay. That's what happened. No one on the scene claims to have heard it. <laughs> The other passenger in Miles Garrett's car said it didn't happen, but Miles Garrett claims that the guy was leaning on his horn and that his horn just yells the N-word. So oh, interesting. We'll have to see. I heard that's funny. You heard that. I heard even wilder. It wasn't the horn. You know, like Kit from Night Rider? Yeah. It was the actual car saying it. Yeah. It was like that old Do you remember that Chappelle sketch? He makes a Puerto Rican. <laughs> it's like an anti-Puerto Rican joke. Do you remember that? Yeah. It's like Puerto Ricans are lazy, Michael, or something. Yeah. <laughs> Can we bring back Chappelle show? God, that was such a good show. Okay. This is a tough one for me, Joe. But I think the Falcons win and cover. I oh, no- wow. I like it. It's one uh, point. I got no faith in Jacoby Spricoli. Yeah. You shouldn't. Spicoli. Get a job, Spicoli. Who's better? Who's better? Jacoby's Spicoli or Spicoli or Spicoli from Fast Times at Ridgemont High? Oh man, I'd love to see. I'd love to see Sean Penn as Spicoli in the in the checkered vans, quarterbacking the Browns. Yeah, hey, I'm going with the upset. Not a big upset. Let's go. All I needs a good defense, decent running back, some cold beers, and some tasty waves. <laughs> Jacoby Spicoli. Oh man, what a great movie! If you're a younger dirtball and you don't know what we're talking about, please watch Fast Times at Ridgemont High. I mean, you know how many people are in that movie? You have you have Forrest Whitaker. It's amazing. Sean Penn. Those guys both have Oscars. Nicholas Cage. Yeah, third. He he also has an Oscar, I think. Right? He does. He's so small in that he because he's a Coppola. He was going as Nicholas Coppola Coppola back then. The credits. Yeah. Yeah. Written by Cameron Crowe. Also has an Oscar. All-time movie. All right. The Commanders at the Cowboys. 
Cowboys after they just beat your boys. By the way, I have some. I can't wait to tell you. I can't even talk about it on air. But boy, was there some Giants game drama. You can tell me off air. I'll just tell you off air. <laughs> dramatic. Way more dramatic than what was happening on the field. Well, I can't wait to hear that after the show, first of all. Secondly, dude, Cooper Rush is calm and composed. You have to admit, like, he started three games now. He's won all three. Yep. There's not a quarterback controversy. I'm, not, I'm just saying, like, is there, made, though? Off two starts this year and one start last year. He doesn't make, you know, what was interesting. Now you're not watching it. Now it was kind of a bummer that you were there that you couldn't watch the Manning cast. Cause I love hearing them, of course. Yeah. And they were both saying like, he's not, they go, if you watch him, he doesn't make mistakes, man. And that was like their big takeaway. Like he can make throws when he has to, there's that big drop on CD lamb. They're like, that's a great pass. And they were saying he doesn't, that's what's key when you're a backup and you come in and you're like, wow. Like, you're not really managing, by the way, you missed a wildly out there, Tracy Morgan, which was, I mean, or just a normal Tracy Morgan, right? At this point, that's just Tracy Morgan. Tracy Morgan asked Peyton Manning. And again, I don't know if he's joking, trolling, just drunk, just high, whatever it is. He asked Peyton Manning dead serious. What it was like to play, play with Lawrence Taylor. Or no, was it Eli? It was one of them. And they were like, dude, I was like six when this guy was like in the league. Yeah. It's wild. Cowboys surprised me that game. Surprised you. Surprised a lot of people. Yeah, well, mostly just like, holy Jesus Christ. Like, I actually didn't even think Daniel Jones played that poorly. I don't know what the Mannings were saying about it, but God, most pressures of anybody the whole season. Like, get, get your offensive line together. Like, the the Cowboys were getting after it and good for them. They were surprising me how well they played on their defensive front. Not that I don't, not that we don't all know they're good, but Jesus, they, they, they came out and turned, they came out turned. Well, and, and that's where I'm going to head with this pick and I'll, and I'll lead it off. If, if they can do that and, and I've seen them now do it two weeks in a row, the Bengals, then the giants. It's like, we're talking about Carson Wentz who, Got sacked nine times last week. I know it's a division game and I know it's a backup quarterback. Again, I think Rush is like, he's been really formidable. I'm going to take the Cowboys to win and cover. Same. All right. Here's a fun one, Joe. Russ's old team, the Seahawks against the Lions. Detroit is a four point favorite at home. Start us off. I'm going to take Detroit. I think these are the, you know, I think what's going to happen is this is the way that Detroit fans are going to be kept on the hook the whole year is every third game they'll lose two and then they'll be the team that's terrible and they'll be like, see, we're still going to make the playoffs. And you're like, no, you're not. You're only just going to be terrible teams and lose to halfway decent ones. Seahawks are bad. Uh, Seahawks could win this game, no doubt about it. But um, I think that Detroit is playing fine offensively. Like they're putting up a lot of points. I just don't think Seattle can keep up. Yeah, I agree. I think this is just a bad, this is like a, you know, this is a, this is a college football game where some shitty sec team, you know, plays some shitty PAC 12 team or whatever. And it's just like, well, we're just talking about like a class system here. I just don't think the Seahawks have enough 
Yeah, I agree with you. I now, think- also, if Seattle came out and won this game 27-14, I wouldn't like be like, oh, my God. No, I, I wouldn't either. But I, I think Detroit wins. I think Detroit covers. I think you're right. This is a misleading fan game where they say, oh, we're now 2-2. Two and two. We're legit. And you're like, okay, tap the brakes a little. Here's another interesting game. Titans at Colts. Colts are three-and-a-half-point favorites. Three-and-a-half. I will start, and I will say Tennessee covers. Okay, then I'm going to go against you. I'm going to fade Ruther. I'm going to say the Colts win and cover. I don't love this. I don't love it. It's that half point. Yeah, Yeah, I agree. I agree. It's a tough half point. It's going to be a close game. And Tennessee looked okay last week. Yeah. And you know how they are. They get they they sometimes take a minute to get rolling, and then, yeah. then they, then they no, I don't off. love I don't love this pick. I'm just doing it to try to make up one game, which you kind of already gave me in one of those other picks. I think you took the Falcons, so I probably should play it safe here, but I'm not. I'll go with the Colts. Okay. Mm, yeah. Fuck it. Fine. Okay. Bears at your Giants. Well, I don't even know the spread on this game. It's three points. Three-point giant favorites. Yeah, let's play a call real quick from a Bears fan. Oh, great! If this is a bet, hey I guys, it's uh, Brian Heinrich it. calling in, and I'm at my wit's end with the Bears. Like, I I was too young and didn't really care about football when they went to the Super Bowl. So, really, the only playoff win I have ever seen came against the seven and nine Seahawks team. Um, I'm 25 now, uh, so I was thinking that if they can't win a playoff game by the time I'm 30 years old, then I'm just going to be done with this team. But my my question to you guys is, is expecting a playoff win within five years reasonable, or should I give them a pass if they just make the playoffs? Or is five years too short of a time for any of that? You know, it would be one thing if they always, like, lost, but Bears games are always just so fucking boring. Like, at least the Lions will lose a game like 35-31, not 7-10. I don't know, but just let me know what you guys think. Uh, condoms are for Lions fans for thinking they get automatic wins against the Bears this year. Like, you guys went one and seven against Matt Nagy. Your your grit wasn't strong enough to beat a bald guy who wears white ears in the winter. All right, stay dirty. One hundred percent agree with basically the entire call. Um, I think five years is totally. If they don't get a win, if they don't get a playoff win by the time you're thirty, I think it's totally reasonable to leave. Yes, playoff wins are hard, but in the NFL, there's so much parity. Aaron Rodgers isn't going to play for five more years. Then what are you left with? The grit, the Kirk Cousins. Like the Bears, the problem with the Bears franchise is they've abandoned having any sort of personality whatsoever. They're not about defense anymore. They're not about Devin Hester kick returns anymore. They refuse to get a quarterback. They refuse to sign a receiver. They refuse to sign a talented running back. You're what what are you guys about? The 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 Bears franchise at this point is about shitty turf at Soldier Field. Like they stand for nothing. Be something. Well, Decide look, that this is your thing. We're all going, we're all in on defense. Here's what's interesting. Well, first of all, I agree. I mean, as far as the Bears, my entire life have been boring to watch. Like as far as when I started watching football, but you're right. In my younger days, it was like defense, defense, defense. And obviously they came back with good defensive teams again when they made the Super Bowl when they lost to Miami to Peyton Manning. If you look at the history though, like winning playoff games is not easy though, man. This this is I'm not I'm not making excuses, but you know, right now they haven't won a playoff game since the 2010 season. 
Then they he's lost. Twenty five. It's twenty twenty two. This. No, no, this, I know. But but hold yeah. on, Joe. This is what I was going to bring up. Your Giants haven't won a playoff game since that year. Your own yeah. Giants haven't won a playoff game since two thousand ten season. Yeah, and they won the Super Bowl that year. No, you did. You won the Super Bowl that and year. We, we didn't. We didn't get one win against the seven and nine thing. And we were. We've been in the playoffs since then, and we're about the, ba- the Bears have been three times. Yeah. But I believe the Giants having a destination. What are the Bears trying to do? I would argue don't jump ship yet. I would argue jump shit if you turn 30 and they don't want a playoff game. I mean, they've had some tough losses. They had the Philly loss, the missed field goal. They recently lost on New Orleans. Now that one wasn't going to be a game. It's crazy, man. If you look at quote unquote traditional franchises, like the Steelers haven't won a playoff game since the 2016 season. If you're just, you know, you brought up the Giants. If you're 25 years old, that means you were born. And I know this because I'm going to my 25th high school reunion on Saturday. You were born in 1997. If you're a Giants fan, you got a Super Bowl when you were 10, a Super Bowl when you were 14. And then you haven't won a playoff game since. Yeah, if you're a Giants fan, if you're a 25 year old Giants fan, your your fucking life's been great. Sure, that's fair. So you guys are three. If you're a 25 year old Bears fan, you're fucking 12. You were you were minus 12 the last time they won a Super Bowl. And you've got one playoff win in your life. Well, no, he has he has the early ones, but he doesn't remember him. So who do you think wins this game or cover? I think the Giants win and cover. I think that this Giants team. Here's what I said going on our way to the game. I said on our way to the game to Danny, this Giants team was never going to be four now. I love it, but it was never going to happen. I said, if we lose today, if we lose tonight on the way to the game, and I said I said it even had, like, we love to lose games we're not supposed to lose. If we lose tonight, we're beating the Bears. If we win tonight, we're losing to the Bears. We're losing one of these games we shouldn't lose. And he's like, well, what I'm worried about is if we lose tonight, then we're a Bears loss away from being two and two. I said, this team's not going to be two and two. We're going to be three and one, one way or the other. I believe that. I just think Justin Fields, that situation is just so He's completed bad. 23 passes or 22 passes this season. That's what I'm saying. It's just, it's such a, I, I would describe it as like when you, wa- when you watch that situation, I would call it dire for the future. And I know it's only his second year. I just, and he'll get better. I know he'll get better. You can't get worse. And the situation can't get much worse offensively. I just don't see them scoring points. However, I think it's going to be close. I'm going to yeah. say I'm going to say Bears cover. Okay, great, love that. That makes up for my Tennessee pick, my tennis, my Colts pick against Tennessee. Here's a, here's a game that I'm really looking forward to. Based on the early season results, both these teams, it's at the link in Philly. The Eagles are six and a half point favorites against the, the Jaguars. I'll start off since you picked last. I think 
I know I faded Philly last week and I was wrong, but I think I'm going to be right this week. Six and a half is so big. There's, there's zero appreciation for how Trevor Lawrence has started with this spread. There's zero appreciation with how their defense has been playing. Also, I don't know if you saw this, and I know I'm not putting Trevor Lawrence as an elite quarterback. Who is it? Emmanuel Ochoa? Ochoa, yeah. Did you see his thing about Jalen Hurts? No. I thought it was interesting. He broke down Jalen Hurts' wins or his performance based on the quarterback he's playing. And he's played great against, like, eh. And I don't know if Trevor Lawrence is an eh now, if he's better. The point was, he balls out against, like, shitty quarterbacks. And I don't think Trevor Lawrence is a shitty quarterback. Me either. And I think they cover. Me too. And I think... This could be an upset special pick of the week. It could be. I don't. I, I like. I like the Jaguars covering more than a way more than I like them to win the game in Philly. Um, but also, Doug Peterson revenge game. Ooh, I forgot about that factor. Doug Peterson revenge game. I like it. All right, the Steelers at home. Three and a half point favorites against the Jets. Who's playing quarterback for the Jets this week? Joe Flacco, I assume. Is Flacco still in? Okay. He's going to start. Zach Wilson, he's back, baby. Zach Wilson starting. Zach Wilson is starting. Oh, well, that changes everything. Now I'm taking the Steelers for sure. (laughs) Three and a half doesn't get you at all? Nope. Yeah. I can't trust the Jets. Also, I don't know. It's just both teams are one and two. Part of me just wants to go against you. Just to to do it. It's in Pittsburgh? In Pittsburgh. Yeah. Okay. I'm no, no, I'm not doing I'm that. Do it. Right. Go against You're right. No, I'm not doing that. The half point hook. Yeah, I'm not doing that. Zach Wilson, he's back, baby. He's fucking moms, bro. Go with him. Yeah, and he's gonna throw some bad picks or yeah, pick I know. six. That's why I'm, I know. It's that's like that. That that's the to me. It's like he's gonna put his team. I don't trust the Steelers' offense at all, but he's gonna put his defense in a terrible position. Which will just, you know, help get some points for the Steelers. All right, we're both going to go with the Steelers. All right, Bills and Ravens. This is a fun one. In Baltimore, Bills are still three-point favorites. Get the two running quarterbacks, Joe. Who's who's th- Bills are two-point favorites? Where is it? Bills are three-point favorites. Yeah, where it's is in, it? It's in Baltimore. Ooh. Yeah, it's an interesting spread right here. I'm up first. I'm going to go Bills win and cover. Same. All Super right. set back last week. The Bills bounce yeah. back. I, 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 might even, I might even boost it and like bet the Bills to win by six or something like that. Chargers, Texans. This is an interesting one. It's in Houston. Yes. 
I don't get it. The Chargers are five point favorites. So the Chargers lost Bosa, who's going to be out a while. They lost, was it Rashawn Slater? One of their really good offensive linemen last year. He was a yep. rookie. He played, he played great. The guy you wanted the Bengals to take instead of Jamar Chase. That would have been Penny Sewell, but oh, is that who they oh, but yeah. no. Yeah. Okay. My argument was uh yeah, it was Penny Sewell. Okay, so Herbert's hurting. He's down one of his protectors. I just I just don't get this spread. It's in Texas. I got to take the Texans. Or I'm sorry, are you first? But regardless, I'm taking you, the Texans. Is Justin Herbert playing? I think he is. Fuck it. I'll take the Chargers. Davis Mills, baby. I like David Mill, Davis Mills, but la- he killed me last week. All right. Moving on at the four o'clock games. We only have three four o'clock games this week. Carolina's at home for one of those against the Cardinals. Carolina's a point and a half favorite. Ooh. Is somebody not playing? No, I don't think so. Because this this has swung, Joe. This opened as the Cardinals two and a half point favorites. I think people are smartly like the the Panthers are like sneaky kind of okay. They've been in every fucking game. So this has swung four points west to east. I think that means it must mean that the sharps are on it. I'm gonna go with the Panthers as well. Panthers win and cover. You think the Cardinals fall to one and three? I mean, I do. Yeah, I guess I'm picking them to lose. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna go Cardinals win and cover. So right. Andy Ruth or money line pick of the week? No, I have no faith in this. Okay. Just picking it to be different. Patriots, Packers in Lambeau, 425 Sunday. Mac Jones is out. Brian Hoyer is in. It's nine and a half pack. Woo! You're up, baby. Fuck. Nine and a half. Fuck it. I'll ride the Packers. Let's go. 10 point win. No way that Brian Hoyer can fucking do anything. That's my thing. Can Brian Hoyer keep them in the game? I'm going to say no. Big fucking big black eye on on Belichick's career kind of as of late. Why is it Brian, like, get Brian Hoyer the fuck out of there. What are you doing? Watch Brian Hoyer wins this game. I know. Or keeps it close. Broncos Raiders. Where's Russ going to be doing? What's he going to be doing before the game? What kind of TikTok is he putting out? He's going to be high-fiving fans that don't exist. Throwing. He's basically Manti-Teo at this point. He's throwing sandwiches to people he can't see. He's high-fiving the people he can't see. The Raiders voices, are two, in, voices in my head. Let's ride. The Raiders are two-and-a-half-point favorites. Yeah. Raiders are 0-3. Oh yep. Where is it? In Vegas? In Las Vegas. So this is my dilemma right now. I just don't see the Raiders starting on four. Right. But then there's part of me who's like, they do. And this is just Josh McDaniels thing. You know what I'm saying? Like it just follows this 
this storyline we've created this year of like, dude, it's kind of a fucking disaster with you, man. Again, great, great supporting actor as the offensive coordinator, not great as the lead actor. They've also looked- Josh McDaniel is Steve Buscemi. Joe, just try to give me a show title. Is it McDaniel or McDaniels? I think it's McDaniel, isn't it? I don't know. Who cares? My brother played against him in high school football, by the way. Wow. He was, I think if I, I think it was him. He's got a few brothers. He was the quarterback. Yeah, I think it can't McKinley when I was, he was, yeah, they were a good team too. They put out a lot of pros. Anyway, uh, the Broncos offense, what I'm getting at, it just looks so, it just looks so bad. I have to think the Raiders get a win. I don't know if you're supposed to go first or if I am, but I have to think the Raiders get a win and cover. Uh, yeah, I watched what I guess is technically a win by the Broncos last week. They were just so bad against the 49ers. I just think, I actually think the Raiders have been better than their record. Not that much better than their record, but they've been in some games. I just think that they'll be able to move the ball. I don't think like it'll be a close game, but I think the Broncos win or the the uh, Raiders win, and I think it's probably a three point game, and that's enough. I have absolutely no faith in your boy Russell Wilson at all at this point. Zero. So I disagree. I think he's going to turn it around, but not yet. I've sort of been predicting the demise for years. Okay, I feel like th- they're, they're three games in. Yeah. The three games in. Or 30 games in, depending on how you want to look at the last couple of years. He, he didn't play a lot last year. He, and I'm not going down there again. And the year before that, he lost to a backup at home in the playoffs. Did Is that guy still in the league? Is the last guy to beat Russell Wilson in a playoff game still in football? Yeah, he's probably the Rams' backup quarterback still. Okay. Chiefs, Bucks. In, are they playing in Tampa? Yes. So they are. Yes. Because they said if the game doesn't work, yes. it goes to Minnesota. Game in Tampa. It's a push right now. Yes. All that shit going on with the Bucks and their families and the players. I got to go. Chiefs win and cover. Chiefs win and cover. So we both agree. Yeah, I just think the Chiefs win this game. I just think the Chiefs are a better team than the Bucs. I think the Bucs are okay, but, I mean, you look at that. Uh, and the Bucs defense is good, but you look at that that Packers game, I just think, you know, that there's – even with Tyreek gone, I mean, just like the weapons that yeah. Patrick Holmes has makes, I just don't see the Bucs keeping up. I'm going to take the Chiefs to win a push. But coin flip, who wins the game? I think the Chiefs win. Me too. All right, Monday Night Football it's in San Francisco. Great rivalry game. These teams have just played hard-fought games the last few years. Rams at 49ers. Niners are one-and-a-half-point favorites. Dude, this is an interesting storyline because if the Rams win, they go to 3-1. and one. The Niners go to 1-3. and three. If, the, if the Niners win, they're both 2-2. Two and two. Ram, like Niners definitely have had a little Rams number historically as of late, but I'm going with Joey No Chill money line pick of the week. You said the Niners are favored. Niners are one and a half point favorites. I'm gonna take the Rams to straight up win the game. Joey No Chill money line pick of the week. Rams win. 
I like it. I'm going to have to piggyback that. I think the Rams win. Two-headed, two dirty sports host, money line pick of the week, Rams win. Interesting. Get your money. Okay, here's a here's a DM I got. I don't know if we want to read this real quick. It's a little thread. A DM from Beverly Dillamata made it. Just a quick little nug. We were just talking about Josh McDaniels. The tweet from uh looks like a uh former NFL player. I don't know him. Tyler Columbus. Anyway, Super Bowl 50 champion, eight-year NFL veteran. He said, in honor of Raiders Week, I want to present a thread about my favorite Hurricane Josh McDaniels stories. Ooh, he's ready to just throw his old coach under the bus. So, so again, we're talking about Josh McDaniels and the Raiders. Anyway, after trading away the young nucleus of our offense, including Jay Cutler, Josh said to our entire team, fellas, don't worry about the QB situation. I can turn a high school QB into an all-pro. After completing training camp with fully padded Two days, as often as we legally could, he hyped up a special reward after our practice. It was an ice cream truck and a, sh- a T-shirt that said Iron Man. A reward was ice cream next to the creamsicle. Every single day began with a 10-minute bad football reel from the day before where he would dog cuss you and your coach for any bad play from practice 24 hours ago. Set the tone for a real positive day in front of the entire team. We had about 25 slogans painted on the wall. God forbid you forgot what the slogan was above the door entering the cafeteria. Josh would call players out in team meetings and ask what each slogan said. If you forgot a single word, ass chewing. Just a couple more of these. After the season, I had an exit interview with my coach. He spent 10 minutes telling me everything I sucked at, but he looked so depressed and miserable that he was done. I didn't care what he said about my play. I wasn't concerned for him. Coach, are you all right? His response, that's a hard man. That's a hard man to do work for. Oh, it's me. So you're coming back, coach. Obviously, I'm not Josh McDaniels. Hell no. Me. Your girlfriend fired or leaving? Coach, I don't care, but I'm getting the hell out of here. Interesting. Wow. He says, these are just scratching the surfaces. Maybe I'll share a few more before the games this weekend. Final thought. Josh knew the X's and O's as well as any coach I've been around. You won't hear any former player saying he doesn't know football. He just didn't know how to handle people. He said he's learned from his mistakes. Time reverse, reverse Doc Rivers, essentially. Yeah. So obviously, these are stories from the, his first stint with the Broncos. Yeah. But we all know, like in any in any position, it doesn't matter what field of work you do. It's it's managing people. How do you manage people? It sounds like he doesn't know how to manage people. Yeah. With that being said. The greatest win and cover. Andy, we have an update. Okay. The DM has, has been sent from Jameis 101. Mr. Journalism Degree, who can't debate an author with a pen name, has no problem unethically publicly revealing private DMs. Regardless, I don't think your little bit did anything other than make you look even more pathetic, bro. As I returned from six days off of Twitter and didn't have a single DM from any of your weird fans. I'm going to pause here and say, Jameis one of one didn't have a DM from any of our weird fans. That would be terrible if any of our weird fans took that as a invitation to DM him. Call him a fucking cunt. Uh, Back to the state. Sorry. 
Uh, I took six days off from Twitter. Didn't have a single DM from any of your weird fans yet heard from multiple of my own guys and gals about how you had another little meltdown about me. <laughs> and then a gif. I own you. This is hilarious. This is the this is the comedy entertainment I need in my life. Yeah. Bro, you need serious psychiatric help. No one in the history of the world has ever said their IQ. No one has ever said the accolades concerning higher education degrees. No one does that. No one does that. You, you, you know what it's like? It's like my brother Greg always says, Joe, and I love this because he's right. My brother Greg always says, people who always have to say I'm busy aren't busy. Right. All my friends or family who I know have a lot going on with their families, work, they never have to say I'm busy because I know you're busy. You got three kids. You bust your ass for work. You're busy. It's the same thing. You're projecting. But don't worry. We will find you. We, will- we will kill you. No, I'm sorry. We, Wait, we sorry. Were, that was that was, we, that was from Taken. Yeah, yeah. He was doing a quote from a movie. For the record, and, don't want that taken out of context. And also, we will kill you. Uh, but seriously, all jokes aside, we'll kill you. You, you need serious. <laughs> you need serious help, and it's pathetic. And I agree with you. I I am curious where this roller coaster of his life goes when the season ends. And Jameis is back right where he was. Or this weekend when Andy Dalton starts. Well, we already know. It's just going to be spun. He had an injury. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be great. Yeah. So definitely look don't at how this show has come full. Look at the full circle of this show. We're now just like, give us all the Andy Dalton. We love Andy Dalton. I'll buy an Andy Dalton Saints jersey. <laughs> I want an Andy Dalton Saints jersey. Give me an Andy Dalton Saints jersey. I'm gonna buy Andy Dalton. I'm gonna buy a, uh, a a number fourteen Saints jersey that says "Not Jameis" on the back. Well, here here's something that's interesting. Andy Dalton is Andy Dalton joined the league in 2011. So this is his twelfth season. I already know what you're going to say. Who plays longer in the NFL? Second round Andy Dalton or number one overall pick Jameis Winston? Well, I don't think Jameis Winston makes another four years. So Andy Dalton, if Andy Dalton retires today, I think Andy Dalton wins. Yeah. I I think Jameis Winston's made enough money and is so insane that like, I don't think he'll just sit around and be a backup for like three years. Yeah. Can't wait to see what happens. Guys, call us 310-359-8365. Tweet at us, DM us, Instagram us, whatever. Come it is. see a show. I have shows tonight. Two shows at the stand. My favorite comedy club in the whole world. Two shows tonight at the stand. Uh, my spots are eight and like eleven thirty, but I think it's the eight o'clock show and the ten o'clock show. But anyway, roll through. I'm at the Comedy Cellar tomorrow in New York City uh, for two shows tomorrow night. I'm going to pull my calendar right here, Andy. Two shows tomorrow night. Uh, let's go to the dates. 
Um, first one is at the Comedy Cellar on McDougal. Second one tomorrow is at the Fat Back Fat Black Pussycat, which is the one of the cellar's wonderful spillover rooms. And then the Comedy Cellar Village Underground Room on Sunday. So two shows tonight at the stand, two shows tomorrow at the Comedy Cellar, one show on Sunday at the Comedy Cellar um, in the various rooms. Go on to my website, joeprano.com forward slash shows. Check that out. Uh, I'll be in Lake Tahoe for the Boys and Girls Club Tournament show. We're going to do a show at the greatest pub in all the world, McDuff's Pub, on the 16th. Um, a lot of friends of this show will be performing on that. Um, then I'll be back in L.A. Got a show at the Comedy Patio on Grand Central Market at the end of the month. Got a show in Ventura coming up. So JoePerino.com for shows. But if you're in and around New York City tonight, The Stand, tomorrow and Sunday, Comedy Cellar. And follow me follow- on all social media at Joe Prano, except for Twitter, where I'm at Fix Your Life. Yeah. And of up. course, the Dirty Sports Podcast on TikTok. Follow me at Andy Ruther. I'm checking. No updates from Jameis 101. He's not DM me. Um, follow you guys us. should DM him for sure. Reply to that tweet. I just retweeted on Dirty Sports, too. It's the top tweet on my, on my tweet and Dirty Sports tweet. Don't respond to him, though, via DM. Me? Yeah. Oh, I'm not going to respond to him via DM. I know you said don't respond to him publicly either. I don't know that. You know, it's hard for me not to, but we'll see. I know. I know. It's hard. But I'll never just... reply to his DMs because I don't open his DMs. Yeah. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, everything at the Dirty Sports. All right, guys, we're going to wrap up this show. Thanks for stu- thanks for tuning in. That's the word I was looking for. Enjoy your weekend. We'll be back on Monday. And as always, stay dirty. <laughs>